You're listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. The show about everything and nothing. Now, I'd like to introduce two guys that need no introduction. Because you won't know them or remember them. Here they are. Jack Ace and Schwimey. Okay, we are recording. How y'all doing? <laughs> Jackie? I'm an old man. Yes, you are. What happened to you? I see you got a hitch in your get-along. It, 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 I have a hitch in my giddy-up, or get-along, however you'd like to say. Yeah. Yeah. It was a devastating injury. I did it. It was a cold. It was a dark morning. For those of you who cannot see, he's got a... Ace bandage, bandage yeah. around his entire calf. Yes. Yes. So I was going about my normal work day, and uh, we had a conference call. We were going to take it in one in the conference room, and then uh, we decided to take it into another office. But I needed to go get my adapter for my computer in order to do this conference call. So I ran back. I jogged. Jogged. Didn't sprint. I jogged back to the conference room, grabbed the adapter off the conference room table turned around and as I did a sniper from about 200 yards rifle shot high winds maybe one probably two guys in the whole world could have made that shot mm-hmm. hit me in the calf at least that's what I thought it was so you I thought I got shot in the calf and I got back to the the, the conference call was starting right did away did you tell them to go on without you I said <laughs> You guys, go on with the mountain. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Elizabeth. So uh, I, I, I thought I hit something. I thought I grabbed the adapter. I thought there was still something connected to it. And I thought I like, ripped it off the table. Mm-hmm. And it came back around and, and hit me hard in the calf. And it was just like a Charlie horse. That's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. There was nothing. I went back, nothing. So I popped. It felt like when you pop a hamstring, but in my calf. And I was so mad at myself just because I did nothing but turn around. And that is old age. Mm-hmm. But love it. No, I didn't love it. Uh, it, it hurt. <laughs> First no, two days, it hurt, man. I'm much better right now. I'm uh, the only reason I say I love it is because I realize that it's not just me. No, that's dealing with this. There's there's a new ache or pain every day, yeah. which is great. Kids, you got that to look forward to. Yeah. So uh, you start, and every time you get something, you're like, well, maybe this is it. This is it. This is it. This is where it goes. <laughs> this is where I check out. Yeah, here it is. You start checking your pulse. Um, Quick, get up in the paper. I got to give you all the passwords. Ah, which is ironic because we just, we were editing this week. We were editing our Doomsday episode. It is published as of recording. When did we do that episode originally? I want to say it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. You and I, we're like the Simpsons. We are like the... Uh, What's the other one? With the park, what is it? Family Guy? No, the kids in Colorado. Oh, South Park. South Park, right. What was that? Um, (laughs) South Park, we predicted the future. So, on March 12th, okay, this last March 12th, after we did the Doomsday episode. The most recent March 12th? Yes. Okay. There was a CME, or a coronal mass ejection. Excuse me? Coronal mass ejection. I've had one to do with the sun. No, that has to do with the sun. Oh. And 
it was on the uh, and it's recorded. You could you could view the video of it. There was a there was an astronomer at the time who had been recording the sun, and this thing blew out the opposite side of the sun. Hmm. Still affected things here electronically. Um, there was a bunch of Auralis borealis. Go, not a, I guess it's not the Auralis borealis, but it's the uh, what are the lights? The areola. Something <laughs> the areola. I don't think that's it. <laughs> the the uh, aurora the lights, borealis. The northern lights. The northern lights. Aurora borealis. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. But it's happening in places where it's never happened before because of this mass ejection. So, it's, so to some people, it's kind of cool. However, if we were on the same side of the sun that this happened, it would it would we'd fry, all been dead. Fry a bunch it, of we, stuff. No, not a bunch oh, of really? stuff. We'd all be all life on Earth as you know it would have been gone. That's how big this was. Oh, really? And and what is it? It's like is it's a it's a mass ejection from a solar flare from okay, the sun. But but what does it have? Radiation. Radiation. Yeah. Okay. But it would have it would have destroyed the planet. And here we are, saving food and saving what we wouldn't even have woken up. <laughs> it just would have been over. That might be the way to go. It wouldn't have been a bad way. You know, uh, there's not think, a whole lot of suffering. I think about my mom, you know, sitting in her deathbed for over a year. Uh, yeah, just but we not waking it. up one day might be might be all right. We didn't predict that. We just said doomsday. So those solar flares, they you know they're seasonal. Did you know that? Yes. Um, and I used to work in a broadcast studio, and they would have yearly outages where the solar yeah. flares would uh, jack with their uploads, the satellite uploads. So are they seasonal? Really? Yeah. Or, there was or a, seasonal for us because they happen on the same side of the sun, and when we are on in that season, we're on that side of the sun. They're seasonal to us based on our position. Right. Yeah. So it's probably, well, but the sun rotates too. So, Does I it? Don't know, yeah, the sun uh, rotates. Okay. Everything rotates. If you say so. Everything uh, rotates. Uh, yeah. And okay. that's, and that's okay. how we get back to here. Your calf doesn't seem to rotate. It does not. Mm. Not well. <laughs> Although now I think it rotates a lot further now, probably. It probably does. It's like loosened a split up a little second. Bit. No, no, it has not loosened up at all. The ties that bind it have been loosened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Release the hounds. So we have a uh, a special guest here tonight, Schweiny. We do. We have we brought it in Seabag. Tell me who Seabag is. I know who Seabag we, is. We've but discussed Seabag before. On I the know. Podcast. But I think Seabag's uh, my son. Who? My son. Okay. So, <laughs> did you want more descriptor? No, that's that's good enough for me. So, He's about six foot tall. We we call him Seabag, and it's kind of a joke. When we were coming up with nicknames, I I meant we were we had been drinking. You know what? Go figure. Us drinking, yeah. and I in my head I had Seabass Seabass because I think that's a great nickname. And I said Seabag, and you were like, I love it. <laughs> he won't, but I will. Yeah. So yeah, Seabag. Yeah, it's gonna be Seabag. So, Seabag, welcome. Thank you. 15 minutes in, and I'm proud to be afraid of going to sleep every night. That's yes. right. That's right. What, what was it? The Corolla? Don't look at me. Look at the microphone. What was it? What was it? The Corolla? Corona mass ejection. Corona mass ejection. I've yes. had mass ejections before. But CME. They, they I had one of, at 730. It didn't one. come out of my Corona. No, but but here we are preparing for the end of days and really- Came out, came out of my cinnamon ring. Yeah. Well, essentially, we almost mm-hmm. died because the sun farted, so- yeah, we're preparing for zombies. <laughs> yeah, the sun just farted on us, kills us all. all right, there's worse ways to go. Would it? Would it be instant by a sun fart? 
Yeah, sun fart. Would a sun fart be instant no. as in we evaporate as it slowly Well, crosses? I mean, it depends on how big the CME is. So it would could it be, be. Do you think it would be the whole planet the or would it just be the side that's facing no, the No, they said the it would have been the whole planet. It would, yeah. This was so big. I mean, that's why you're still seeing these um, lights at night all over the planet. I, I haven't still happening. Google something and you'll find it. Oh. There are videos of, out all over the place about these things happening. Well, all right. Was it was it Canada, like Michigan or something? Mm-hmm. Canada, the same places you usually see them are seeing them in uh, intensified. Okay. And in oh, other Michigan. places. So you never have them or seen. Usually have to go to the polls to see the right. borealis, right, yeah, whether too. it's the aurora borealis or the borealis. <laughs> <laughs> That other one. The, there's now a one can, in the southern hemisphere, but it, I don't. Uh, it's like heat miser and snow miser. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, the farther north you get, the the more intense they're supposed to be. But so you're saying that they're, you're able to see them farther and farther south because of the intensity, because of the this ejection. Yeah. Okay. And it's been going on for a couple of days, a couple of weeks now. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably not seeing it down fragile. here, though, are we? I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking for them either. But so, back to sea bass. Yeah. Bag. So bass. sea bass bag. Bass bag. Bass bag. That might be better. Sea bass bag. Sea bass bag. Bass bag. So uh, I understand that uh, we're no longer a razorback. Oh, that'd be true. That'd be true. Tell us. Tell us what's going on there. Well, I went. So I started off with community college freshman year. I mean, that was fine. And so local, or did you actually covered me for? A semester. You, oh yeah, were you playing football? Yeah, you was, were a wide uh, receiver, and he was covering you. <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, it was a scholarship. Okay. Yeah, because it was a freshman year. I actually had a ghostwriter for this essay <laughs> that I had to put in, and I was like, "Fuck." Otherwise, I don't know what is I, his sister Boo Boo. Yeah, it's his ghostwriter. Chat GPT. Ghost yeah. <laughs> that was that was my Chat GPT. She was Chat GPT before Chat GPT. But I, I don't know. She wrote this. I can't remember if it was an essay about, like, I don't know, some sorry story. Like, I survived getting hit by lightning or something. I don't know. But. Because getting hit by lightning. No. I, I don't, don't think that was the story. Well, I didn't write it, so I don't Did know what it was. you read it? You were submitting it. Oh, she wrote it. I figured it was good enough for Jason Garrett. And sure <laughs> shit was. <laughs> Jason Garrett $1,000 later. Woohoo! He was on drunk driving. So, uh, oh yeah, that's that sounds more accurate. But yeah, so but, yeah. community like college lightning. was that was that local or were you? In yeah, it Arkansas was um, not too far from this from, current location okay. that I okay. Wrote. And so that was your first semester, and then you transferred to Arkansas. Is that no, it was the first year okay. that I did that. Okay, and then it was sophomore year when I went up to Arkansas for that fall. Okay, and that fall was when <laughs> the fall began. Because wait a minute, <laughs> fall begins in fall. No, his fall from oh college. yeah, gotcha. Yeah. The fall from grace. A little double entendre there. So, um, first of all, transferring is a bitch. I did it. it was, My man. daughter did it. She lost a bunch of credits. I lost a bunch of credits when when you transfer, uh, because wherever you're going has to get their money. So tell me, did you experience that? No, because beforehand. I like just reached out to advisors at Arkansas and like Smart. told them like, okay, you know, I, I see this down the line. So at the time of calling, I told them where I was, mm-hmm. and so 
you know, she gave me all these classes that it was like their entire list of classes that transfer over okay. from like outside. Down That's the line. smart. So you knew going into Colin that you were going to transfer to Arkansas. That was the plan. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what happened when you got to Arkansas? Arkansas, man, I tell you, I would say the most difficult thing of college was just going to your classes. Because it's so easy to just lay in bed and be like, oh, it's fine. I got three excused absences or whatnot. So, and then you find yourself cashing in on those mm-hmm. before even midterms roll around. So, so that which, was that was one of the. I want. I'm not gonna say a deciding factor, but it was maybe like ten percent or something of just physically going to class. So, we, you were not going to class. Is that the is that the problem? So d- that t- was. Let's 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 talk about why you're no longer at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Is it because you dropped out? Did you fail out? Or did you dropped get the, out? Okay, Dro- because I dropped that. I was. They didn't give you the boot, did they? No, no. Did they threaten to give you the boot? No, I didn't get any. They didn't care. You were still paying. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's they don't care. If, they, they don't care if you make it. it. Here's the thing at U. They just want you to keep paying. I'm, I went to the University of Florida. And because, like, when I transferred in, I transferred in with an AA in Florida, has this rule where they have to accept all your credits. They can't pick and choose. The trick is they don't have to apply that credit to an English credit. Like, say you have, you've taken English 101, 102, 103, and they Mm -hmm. require English 101, 102, and 103. Well, they're like, well, your English class doesn't really meet our standards, so we're going to move that over to an elective, and we're going to sign you up for English 101. Yeah. And I'm like, so we well, can get you to pay for this course. Pay for it twice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so when I was in my final semester, they sent me a letter and said, you have too many freaking credits and no degree. You better finish up and get the hell out, or we're gonna, we're not going to allow you to enroll. So they, they threatened to give me the boot. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, listen, you fuckers, I'm in the situation because you wouldn't accept, you know, and it's a, an it accredited. I went it. to an accredited junior college, right, mm-hmm. and got an AA degree in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. That shit should have applied, but you know, they like like you said, they have to get their money. So, I don't mean to derail your story. You're so tell us more about what happened on your first semester. Having a little trouble getting to class. A little trouble getting to class, and then what was it? it was, I, it was some type of history class. And at this point, you know, throughout high school, you know, we have pretty much a history, geography, slash whatever class I had tried. So I, at this point, I've pretty much taken the same course eight years in a row mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd say that was, was when I guess the wheels started turning of... You're asking yourself, what am I, do, what am I doing this Why for? the hell am I doing this all over again? Yeah, I've taken American history four fucking times already, mm-hmm. and now I'm having to take. Yeah, so my nephew went through a very similar situation. He went to Texas Tech for all of one semester, and he dropped out and said, "College is bullshit." Mm-hmm. You know, I I expected to start learning. You know, if I'm majoring in business, I want to start taking business classes. That I want to learn something new. I don't want to have to redo everything I just did in high school. Mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. That's uh, it's a, a bunch scam. of. It is a scam. It's a bunch of just the same information being recycled. And, you know, it's one thing if the teachers or professors or whatever not, if they actually gave a shit sometimes. Because 
with professors, you could tell who's there is like, okay, I don't, I don't give a shit who does or doesn't show up. You mm-hmm. know, I'm getting paid at the end of the day, regardless. That's true. Now, are you really like when you're taking American history in college? Are you really learning anything new about American history that you haven't already learned in all the other? iterations of that class no no like we, we it's not the like, same shit over yeah, and over again it's not like they're making well, no, new american know. history well now we're learning how that our founding fathers were racist wait hold on a second i want to know interesting shit yeah now, now we're learning that our founding fathers were racist so that's the new twist on american history yeah but that's not enough for an entire class and that's just you know that's just revisionist history you know <laughs> well, i mean if they want to call it but that's Ameri- how they but American that's how they revision. hit you with it yeah was it, it the critical race theory yes i know that's we're a big thing we're not gonna get on that no yeah, we're, we're not, not gonna get on that, that topic oh. today but sorry Al. we don't want to lose a half our audience very true who agreed with that bullshit so <laughs> okay so um is there is there anything else that you want to talk about in regards to that as far as like my time at arkansas so was there so let me tell you that when I was at University of Florida, Florida was reputationed as a party school, and it was, in fact, a party school. You could have a good time Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. You could have mm-hmm. a really good time. Was there an element of that to your existence at Arkansas? Not even really, because the thing with Arkansas is, you know, you have your frat life and whatnot. And, you know, it's a smaller campus school, so, sure. of course, Greek life is going to be bigger in that sense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, I, I didn't. I was. Did you pledge a fraternity? Mm-mm. No. Was, you know, I was coming in sophomore year. And so, so did you feel like you were at a disadvantage because you weren't pledging a fraternity? A little bit at first. A little bit. But then, you know, within the first couple months, yeah. we, we just met people in our apartment complex. That was a big thing was getting in yeah with people in your area and you that's pretty much what you do you go to a house party for them if you weren't 21 and then once you turn 21 you go down dixon street which is the bar area that's where everybody goes so what once you hit 21 that's really when it starts bringing its charm out sure i'd say i think there's a there's an element of positivity in greek life just because you know socialization is difficult for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. so when you get to especially if you're going off to let's say arkansas and you don't have a group of friends that you know already when you're going did you know anybody going to arkansas i knew like my buddy elliot and there were a couple of his buddies from when i visited before that i knew so but i I wasn't going in you know fully loaded on ammo and you know i was socialization that was never really an issue yeah for me i guess no i can i can see that Um, recently i guess but I, I, my point, I guess, is that Greek life can can bridge that for you. Like oh, when, yeah, absolutely. When, um, so it's good that you were able to meet some people at your apartment complex, become, you know, because that's it's not just about being social and having people to go out and have fun with. It's also, you know, the support. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you think where do you think the, the fall happened other than you, know, you, you mentioned not maybe not going to class as often as you could have. Did you find yourself getting behind? Is that maybe another way to ask that question would be if you had to do that first semester over again, what would you do differently? I wouldn't even have applied. So you wouldn't have changed anything. You just would have saved me money faster. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
That would have been nice. Yeah. I like money. Hindsight's 20 I like money. Yeah. Money's, money's nice. <laughs> yeah. I want to have more money. Harder to come by. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, and, it, and it's because you just felt like this is a big waste of time? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know. What was your plan? I mean, did you have a major selected? Or? I had, it was psychology at first. Okay. That was the first thing I saw. What were you planning on. to do with a psychology gr- degree from? So, Arizona? the original plan with that was going to therapy, be a therapist or what. But I wish, looking back on it, I wish I would have twisted it because criminal psychology, I feel like that's something that would have been interesting being sitting down, talking to them, like, you know, picking their brains and figure out like why. Yeah. What takes what seemingly looks like a normal human being to drive you to do such things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, uh, that's a, a quality profession. And I think it's something that you could probably really enjoy. So are, are you no, no longer motivated towards that or? I feel like there's more shit about myself that I got to figure out, okay. which it, it sounds like a cop out answer. No, it's not. But no, it's not. Let's, let me tell you something. Um, I fully, I fully agree with what you're saying. I think, you know, we take kids fresh out of high school and say, figure, figure out, out what now. you want to do yeah. for the rest of your life and go do it. And, you know, a lot of people. And then take a major you never use. So yeah. I will say there are, there are kids that have it figured out. They know what they want to sure. do. That's right. And, and God bless them. God but bless there them. are plenty. And I am one. Majority. I am 55 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Yep. Yeah. You know, so. I've found things to do that I can make a living and support my family, but I, is it my life's goal? You don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. No, well, professionally, uh, I emotionally, don't, I don't get out of bed and go, Wee! Right. I get to mm-hmm. go to work today. Right. You know, I've never had that. Neither have I. Um, but I feel like I'm in a really good place right now. Like, so the thing that I do for a living, so I'm in cybersecurity and specifically in, uh, governance, risk, and compliance. So I feel like there's an element of um, nobility in what I do, right? I'm, I'm trying to keep people's data, personal data, mm-hmm. protected, making sure folks are doing the right things, and um, just helping businesses become more secure through sound policy practice and technology. Do you find that's getting, it's obviously it is forever evolving, more difficult to succeed in that field it is um it is a challenge every day yeah you know um as soon as you patch one vulnerability there's a new one that pops up or you know you look at what hackers are doing to compromise systems and and, supercomputers now yeah and and it's 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 never hey we're just going to do a b and c to hack your systems right we're just gonna we're gonna stick with that you know it's not they're going to use a combination of A yeah, and B, right. maybe some A and C. Oh, look, we've got all the way through Z that we've just discovered and we can use too. So, I mean, the the thing with cybersecurity is is we have to be right all the time. A hacker only has to be right once. once. Yep. And so it is critical that... You how know, do they target? How do, how do hackers how, how does a hacker target somebody? Like, what do you, what do you think their motivation is after going after somebody a lot of it there are just people out there looking for hackable vulnerabilities right and they'll yeah. find one and then they'll go publish it on like a hacker like uh chat board or something hey i found this vulnerability here on you know such and you know company abc uh, on their website that is uh, probably exploitable if anyone wants to go look at it and so anybody is, that just, that w- is that just public domain that like, yeah the hacker board thing yeah 
Yeah, they, they, they share information. Then when they exfiltrate data from a site, they'll go and publish that data and say, hey, anybody want to do anything with this data, go for it. Jeez. You know, I mean, it's like, it's a little tight. Is it like an eBay thing? Do people auction for it? Uh, I don't know that much about it. You know, the people that work on um, our security operations center, they, they know more about, you know, the inner workings of the hackers and how they, you know, operate. I, uh, I'm more on the GRC side, so I work more with internal processes and and, and people so you know our big concern is that you know w- when you look at cybersecurity, cybersecurity, there's there's three or excuse me there's two main risk components right there's external risk which is the hacker that's trying to infiltrate your business and the other half and it's uh, and, and it's literally almost 50 percent on each side the other one is an unintentional cyber risk which is internal people making mistakes Stakes, yeah clicking on things they shouldn't click on For sure. or, Emails you know, even, even, porn. um, insiders doing things that, uh, on purpose to, uh, compromise. Sabotage. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's something that I feel like I'll have job security for a long time. Mm-hmm. And if it's something, you know, I don't know that you necessarily have to go to school for it. It pays well. There's always people looking for talented cybersecurity people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially nowadays. Yeah. So um, I encourage anybody, anybody and everybody that uh, has an interest in, in thwarting. I mean. It's, it's a noble cause. It is. It, it because is. it's people just doing just and bullshit out of boredom. Yeah. And it's really, you're just Sometimes. trying to protect your, you know, the people that are paying you. You're just trying to protect them. Make yeah. sure that they can operate and, and do so safely. So. I've seen I've seen videos of uh, I can't remember what they're called. There's something like angel hackers or some bullshit like that. But they like go into people's equipment and they'll like notify them like, "Hey, I just yeah. hacked into this." You Cer- need to certified ethical hackers is, is one of the certifications for those type of people, and uh, they're pen testers. I think they're called Blue Team or Purple Team or something like that. Red Team are the ones that go out and they try it. Like you would hire a pen tester if they're a red team, they would purposely try to go and hack, hack your system. Shit. And then they give you a report that says, here's all your vulnerabilities. Here's all the things that we found. And typically what they'll find is they'll find a crack, right? And they'll start working on that crack till they can get in and then you know, see if they can go laterally once they get in. But then they don't, they don't do any damage, but, right. but what they're trying to do is expose uh, the, those the weaknesses. I don't know how we got on this, but, I don't uh, either, but it's, it's it doesn't a, matter how it doesn't. we get on things. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but let's bring it back. So, what's the plan, man? What are you What are you going to do now? Oh, I got a big move down to Austin oh, coming up. That's pretty a, soon. That's, that's culture exciting. shock, right? Going from Fayetteville, Arkansas, down to Austin, Texas. I tell you what, man. Before I went to Fayetteville, you know, I heard all the stereotypes and whatnot, and then you you go through a walk through town, and you may see some of those stereotypes less than five feet away from you. Stereotypes like what? Homeless is a big thing out there. I didn't realize. So that's a big stereotype. (laughs) Well, (laughs) now now it is. I will tell you that stereo or uh, homelessness on college campuses, especially large college campuses, is very common because the the kids feel sorry for them because kids are very liberal (laughs) at that age. They got mom and dad's money in their pocket, and they're like, "Oh, ten bucks for you? No problem." Yeah, dude, fuck that. I walk past them like shit, brother. Save me a seat. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to be with you in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. uh, at University of Florida, they used to have uh, lunch with the Harry Krishnas, 
in the Plaza of the Americas every day. Really? Yeah. And the homeless were out in force. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> My brother and I, that, that was our our lunch the t- whole time we were at UF. We uh, Who? My brother. Oh. Yeah. So, we uh, he paid $5 in the little donation bucket his first day having Harry Krishna lunch, and he said he spent the rest of his time at Florida trying to get his money's worth. <laughs> On that five bucks, yeah. Because what are the heavy Christians serving for lunch? Uh, we would call it nuclear potatoes and, and vegetable, some kind of strange vegetable spaghetti, where they had spaghetti squash. No, it was spaghetti noodles, but it was like, like a uh, it was like a red curry sauce with these veggie uh, meatballs because they're vegetarian, right? So they don't yeah. they don't use any. I, I, they might veggie even be vegan. Meatball. You know, they don't use any animal products at all. So, so what the hell is the meatball? It was made of like cabbage and spice, yeah. huh. pressed and fried. A faux meatball. Yes. Mm. Faux meatball. Yeah. Uh, so what's the plan? What are you going to do down in Austin? You got the move. What's what's going yeah, on down there? Got, um, right now, bartending is going to be the thing I'm sticking with. Can you right make a, a, a decent amount of money bartending? At Austin, man. I mean, there's some bartenders out there who can make six figures pretty. I mean, you know, granted, that's going to be high-scale restaurants and whatnot, like okay. something in Vegas maybe. So, so what I was mean, what was your work schedule like at Fayetteville? Works pretty much because I worked over at uh, Walk-Ons. Okay. It's like a beast, sports bar, bistro type thing. Okay. So. And how many hours a week were you working? <sighs> it depends. Some weeks I would get up to 40. The others I'd get like maybe 20, okay. 20 25. And were they late like hours? I mean, were you working until 2? No, because we closed at it's like ten at some nights, okay. eleven on, or I'm sorry, eleven some nights, and then midnight others, like weekends. But um, okay. yeah, what we'd have it was pretty standard because we'd have maybe two. So is it primarily a restaurant? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how late do bars stay open in Fayetteville? Fayetteville depends because you know you got all the Dixon Street bars. Those were two, two a.m. Okay. was the standard. But then more so like restaurants is like because I've 11. I've been to Fayetteville a couple times to watch the Gators play the Razorbacks mm-hmm. and I got to tell you I don't remember much <laughs> yeah from, from when we went home or anything like that I just remember being hungover yeah <laughs> which uh, the next day yeah so by JJ JJ says so but then what is your plan after that so you go down bartending and what so bartending I'll keep that get a stable income and then that's when I hope to get in on my own place once I. Get finished, or not get finished, I'm sorry, but just one that can afford about maybe five months rent's worth, I'd say. Okay. Because I'll have to do more research. Because I think I, rent is pretty outlandish in Austin, is it not? Yeah, it's pretty up there, yeah. For yeah. Texas, yeah. Yeah. Not for New York City, but for Texas, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fortunate because- what, what are you the, looking at, like 2000 a month? Do what? For rent. 2000 a month? Is that what well, you're looking it's at? Well, it's about, I think it's about- Something like that, yeah, because okay. we'll be splitting rent the four ways, so it would be five seventy five a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, so roommates. That's the way you, you get your own place. Damn Find you some roommates. And so after you get your own place and you get settled and start earning a little m- money, what is the long-term goal? Yes, what is the long-term goal? What do we think, saying, like, professionally? or How do you envision making a living 10 years from now? Yeah. I don't know. Because okay. the bartending is sort of, 
what I'm going to stick with until I get sort of things figured out. But there's connections that um friend of a friend who took a fire test down there. Okay. And so sort of... Fireman? Fireman, yeah. Sort okay. of like that match a little bit, ironically. Hmm. But... I will tell you, and I think I um, I told Jackie this recently, the uh, the highest uh, the profession that has the highest divorce rate mm-hmm. is firemen, which is convenient for you because you're not married. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, so if you can do it, now's the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Noted. So is that uh, is that what you want to do? You want to be a fireman? It's an option I got. Yeah, because I, I my biggest thing is I can't do. Sitting in the office, okay. nine to five. I, I just can't do. You don't have to. What about one of the things. trades? Have you thought about that? I don't know the tra- Who was talking? I was talking to probably me. I don't know. I don't know code name. Jackie for for who? Boo boos. I don't know if you have a code name for him. Boo boo significant other. About boomy rang. It's <laughs> not bad actually. Boomy rang. Boomy Let's rang. just go with boomy. We keep boomy. throwing him out. He keeps Boo-boo coming and back. Boomy. <laughs> Go Boomy. But um, you're having to talk about trades and just how it, it with society as it is with social media, you know, people are so used to glamour and stuff like that, like things being bougie or whatnot. So the trade is we good. Yeah. So, so it's almost as if the trades are experiencing a decline because i feel like eventually oh no is it the opposite they are absolutely experiencing a decline if you are speaking about the number of people entering into them yes Mm -hmm. the need the need is 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 better than it ever was because of all the housing and i'll tell you what all it takes is one time for you to have to write a check to mm-hmm. a plumber that comes and visits your house on a sunday for an emergency leak or something like that yeah You'll go, oh, my God, why didn't I become a plumber? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Or an electrician. They make they make buku bucks. Or worker. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think with, like, plumbing and electrician, do you think that's a job that can eventually be taken over? No. By technology? No, I no. don't think I don't think that kind of stuff. I do, uh, yeah. I, I don't think AI exists. robots will ever take nope. that over. I mean, unless they go with form housing, which... There's always a possibility of that where everything's done in the factory and they just they they bring these already pre-constructed walls up and they plug them in. I would say what so electricians and plumbers more truly, than anybody. They are artisans because yes. well, cuz they do shit with their hands, mm-hmm. right? AI is not going to be able it's to not, do that not, not for a yet. long time. And not only that, they're like even if they come up with these prefabbed houses, they're still going to be problems. Problems. Also, people are going to want to renovate. They're going to want to do different things. Mm-hmm. And so, well, well, yeah, expansions, you know, or uh, renovations, whatever. So, I think I, I think there's going to be plenty of work for plenty of people. That'll be one. Of, I think that'll be one of the last jobs the robots take over. Yeah, I, I, it'll be desk stuff first, right? It'll be office stuff. Yeah, first. like programming, um, the, maybe design. The trade stuff will be around for a long time. Documentation type yeah. of work. Yep. But yep. when they take over plumbing and electrician, that's when the AI apocalypse. That's yeah, when that know. starts. That's Dude. a long way off, bro. You're going to have to have some sort of serious robotics ca- yeah. capability, and I don't know that AI is really a player in the 
the trades mm-hmm. as much as it is. I think in it's gonna white be one collar of the last work. place. Yeah. I mean, it'll eventually it'll be all. Well, when when I think of it, I don't think of it as like necessarily robots coming in and fixing things, but more so as like whole parts and stuff. Like you were mentioning those built-in walls earlier, Jack mm-hmm. Jack was, and so what if you know they can do that for plumbing? They're able to. Well, that's know. what these prefab yeah. homes are. It's like all the plumbing, all the electrics already built into it. But that's they, not going to address all the existing. No, homes. Mm-hmm. no, yeah. Which you will need, and that's a long way down the yeah. road. And that's more stuff that's happening, like in Asia and stuff, where they do these prefab houses. Oh, it's not so let's let's um, let's try and, and bring this around. We're at uh, we're about thirty six minutes. Let's. Um, what advice or what what lessons have you learned, and what advice would you give to other people who are maybe going through similar? Uh, Similar as a father, as 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 a father, I would say, stop spending my fucking money if you don't know what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with taking. Well, there's nothing wrong with taking a gap year. I think we, like I said earlier, I feel like we press these kids. I don't disagree to making a decision, and there's nothing wrong. You know what? Go join the Peace Corps. Figure some shit out. Go go experience life a little bit. And you know, my dad did that, right? He, I I think. the official story was that he got involved with this girl and my my grandmother was concerned it was getting a little bit too serious. She marched him down to the Naval Recruitment Office and signed his ass up. He was only 17. Mm. And she put him on a submarine. He came back and said, I want to be a fucking engineer. So he knew he, by doing that, he saw, hey, these guys over here. They're not uh, they're not getting their shit dirty and, uh, you know, doing all the grunt work like I am. That's what I want to be, you know. And so and ironically, that that woman who your grandmother was worried about turned out to be Jackie Onassis. Not yeah. a lot of people know that. Yeah, it uh, it would have worked out well. Um, but uh, yeah, instead, he met my mom. I will need her. Oh, yeah. So um, God bless her. What do you got? What do you got for us? What do you got for anybody that's going through your your uh, same situation? You know, if like 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 my father said, you know, that was that was really the point where it tra- flipped for me. Sorry, flipped for me was when at this point, you know, it's just wasting money at this point. Yeah, and I was you know especially the classes I was taking as of as of recently because at this point I switched to. Um, Business, business, administration, and whatnot. I'm sitting there reading all this shit. I'm like, what? What the fuck am I gonna like? It's, it's, it's not what I wanted to do, and that's really yeah. Because I was just getting it just to get it at that point. So, but I and guess, I will say that there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of kids go and they get a degree in say marketing, right? Yeah. But then they end up going to do something completely different. Right? Yeah. And, and you know, I'm an example of that. You know. That was that. my folks were like, you, you know, that's what you do. You go to college, you, you know, as soon as you graduate high school, you sign up for junior college, you go get your AA degree and then you. So, you know, I was marching along to that beat because that's what I was told, but that, nothing ever really motivated me. Yeah. So I, I think, I think, um, although your, your dad probably won't agree with this. I think that it's, it's a hard decision to make. And I, and I, um, you know, I congratulate you for recognizing that uh, it needed something needed to change right mm-hmm. um and here's the thing that i will tell you that no one ever told me right and i tell told my daughter that she's like she my daughter my oldest daughter my he she is um 
she's trying to be an animator. You know, and whenever she tells people that, they're like, well, how are you going to make a living doing that? And I was just like, look, sweetheart, follow your dream. Do what you want to do. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back to school and get a different degree. No one ever mm-hmm. told me that. You know, I was I was told I needed to pick what I wanted to be and yeah. then go and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't I, ever tell you that school's always there. You can always go back. If you find yourself at 30 and you're still a bartender, but now you have the motivation to go do what you want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You need the motivation. You need to suffer through life a little bit. Paying your own way and mm. figuring it out and going, you know what? I don't. I make okay money, but is I this what? Always struggle. This is yeah. if this is not where I want to be at thirty. Then what do I got to do in order to change that situation? Sometimes you got to experience different things. You got to experience that that plumber that. coming on Sunday. Well, but I, I think write that check. I think mm. that I think you touched on it a little bit there, Schweiny. I think the important. I like to touch. Uh, I know. We got the lawsuits to prove it. I th- I, always- <laughs> I think that uh, I think that the the important thing is you figure out what it is you think will motivate you and you pursue it. But that you're always no matter what you do, you just do the best you can. Yeah. No matter what you're doing at the time, then become the best bartender you can until you figure out what it is that you're passionate about and what you want to pursue. Because that can open doors for you. There are a lot of people that come into bars all the time for a drink that can that are looking for good people. Well, I told you about those guys yeah. up in Fayetteville. I had these guys try to recruit me for yeah. a sales team that rent out equipment or whatnot. I had, to, I had to call them and tell them I'm not going to live in Arkansas, but right. still. But you do the best you, you can. Um because that you should, you always should. Anytime you're tackling a task, you should always go into it and and try to do the best you can and make the most of it. And don't don't just be a zombie through life. Yeah. Don't just sit there cruising through, and next thing you know, you're thirty, forty, and you're like looking back, going, "Oh, that was a waste." But I would also suggest that you know try to develop a long term plan. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's all right. You've recognized that this is maybe not your path. And you've recognized that you need to pivot. And that's, that's, I think that's fantastic that you recognize that and you're executing on it. But you also have to look at where do I want to be in 10 years? Cause long term, obviously, see, you know, a family down that, okay, down that tunnel. But, you know, I, I'm okay. still stuck in the phases of figuring out everything in between. So we covered this in our relationships episode, which I've edited and I haven't published yet. But, you need to make sure that you're the type of guy that potential partner wants to bring home to introduce to her, yeah. his or her parents. Hers. Okay. Really hers. <laughs> hey, man. No judgments here. <laughs> no judgments. Um, and so part of that is being able to provide for her or him. And so you've got to put yourself in that position where you can present yourself to the parents of this person, and they can look, this is the kind of guy that I want my daughter or my son to have a relationship with. And, I, and I'm, I'm not trying, to, I'm not pushing the son on you. I'm just saying that there are female listeners too, and, and, it's, and it's appropriate for them too, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to bring, if, like for my daughter, if she brings a guy home, I'm going to be looking at 
What does this guy have to offer to my daughter? Right. What is, what does he bring to the table? I don't care how good looking he is. You know, I don't care if he's over six foot. What I want to know is, are you good to my daughter? Do you treat her like she should? Does she enjoy your company? Do you hold the door? Do you have a job that you can support her with? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, first off, I'll tell her, don't ever rely on a man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to, he's, he's got to bring something to the table too. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to do with the daughter's boyfriend rejects you? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'd like to stay with you, Mahi, but your dad's an asshole. That's, you know what? That's, that's more likely than, uh, than <laughs> yeah. not. She's got good, she's got a good picker. She'll be all right. Oh, yeah. She's a smart kid. <laughs> she's a smart kid. Yeah. You're going to blow it. I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many apologies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, listen, before we go in there, I need to warn you. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be so many warnings. Yeah. I can, uh, what do we call? Boo-boos? Boomerang? Boomerang? Boomy. Boomerang? Just boomy. I can only imagine the conversations that she had with Boomerang before. Yeah. Bringing him home to meet this jackass. He's going to say this. (laughs) (laughs) And you need to have this, this, or this as your answer. Because if you say this, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, sea bag bass, bass bag, the one and only. We appreciate you coming here and and you know opening up to us and letting us know what's going on, man. Well, thank you for the I, invitation. I think your um your situation is not terribly uncommon. No, you know it, it's, or it's not it's not, not uncommon. uncommon. It's not uncommon. Yeah, it's not uncommon. And I think a lot of kids are going through it. Mm-hmm. I know? think a lot of kids are. Going through that same situation, I think a lot of kids are going through the most. I think a lot of adults are going through the 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 paces that they've been told yeah. they're supposed to take. Yeah, um, and I think that may be one of the best things about the millennials is they are just taking tradition and flushing it down the toilet. I saying, like it. I like it. It, it it's got some merit. Yeah, things are changing. Yep. I I don't know if the 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 business world is trying to change with them. It's going to be an, a very interesting next decade. I think I like the idea that the millennials are looking at the current business world and going, fuck that. I am not going to. No, I, I like that too. Dentured servant. But the thing that concerns me is shit still has to get done. Oh, for sure. Oh, and for sure. Who's going to do it? But okay. So this is going to be off topic, but the way what? us. Yeah. The way, the, so looking at current populations in different countries, it's supposed to be a pyramid, right? You have a large yeah. young pop- population that pays up to the top of the pyramid. It's a fucking pyramid scheme. That's what that's what society is, more or less. Yeah, you have, I agree. So it's a perpetual it's a Ponzi fucking scheme. And if you don't have a large young population to feed up, if that that pyramid ever becomes inverted, inverted. Yeah. you're fucked. And and it's a lot of over. countries are sitting that way. It's starting to it's starting to tip. China's uh, one child policy has fucked them so bad they're gonna they're gonna fail soon. I'm 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 predicting. Yeah, that. but they'll just kill off as many people as they need to to balance it out. They don't they don't need to be killing people off. They need a a robust young generation that pays upward. They're not gonna have that. I know. It's too late to it's react. Too late. 
Anyways. And they couldn't support it anyway. Yeah. They, they couldn't support it. If, they, if, if they, it was not a pyramid, it would be a rectangle, and they couldn't support that. But my, I think my point is, is if that is the requirement, then eventually it's going to fail, right? You cannot Maybe have, it has. You cannot have an infinite number of people defeat. It's just like multi-level marketing that we talked in the bullshit episode, right? You cannot have an infinite number of people to feed into this system right. that will perpetuate that pyramid. Yep. Eventually, it has to collapse. It's going to collapse. Then and what and you happens start over. after that? Yeah, you start stay. over. Yeah. So A coronal mass ejection. This has been a fun episode. Our last two episodes <laughs> are so downers. Yeah. Jeez. Let's... um. Let's uh, let's take a break, do some drugs, and come back and record something else. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your time and efforts. Uh, tell your friends about us, and uh, you know, follow like us. Share. On, like and share, like, like and share, like and share, and follow us on social media and give us some feedback, yo. All right. Love y'all. Bye. If you get a job for Seabag, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's looking. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Let Me Ask You This podcast. Tune in next time to hear the boys talk shit about some stuff. Talk to you soon.